Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I am Anderson Cowan, and I've got a movie to make, and this is Loaded for Bear. Let's make this movie week three of 36 weeks, and things are moving forward. We have not gone into full production just yet. Uh, The money has not been officially transferred over, so I cannot pay people. However, Joe and I have been working on things, and uh, I'm always in Mike's ear, uh, but I'm not actually uh, bringing... Well, he's already done some hours. That's not important, but what the plan is is this time next week we will actually be in full production. Thanks, due in large part to many of you who are listening to this right now. So thank you very much. As I like to do at the top, I would like to thank some of the people who have most recently given, including Thomas Miller, Rory Aguilar, uh, Patricia Hibbert. That's a a last name. My birthday present was uh, from my my, uh, wife's mom gave me a birthday present where she contributed some to the movie, which is very nice. Christopher Moran comes in again, and he might be getting some uh, significant matches from his company, which will be amazing. Matt Nazareth came in just today. Uh, Tyrus Collins. Uh, Somebody named Tedder. Uh, Curtis Helms, Helms, Helms. I hope I'm saying your name right. And uh, most of you, I have uh, sent emails to thanking you personally. Um, I have to wait to get the actual uh, reports at the end of the weeks for some of you uh, to get your emails. But uh, thank you guys very, very much. Things are looking good. Also, I don't know if I mentioned this, and this is kind of gives me a pit in my stomach. But the full budget and everything can be found. I've broken down um, full transparency on the loadedforbeardoc.com, which has, uh, essentially it's like a pitch deck. It also has a link to the actual pitch deck, which we'll be using to get people to understand what we're going after. And when I have various meetings with people, I will be sending them the pitch deck, which we put together long before I even talked about this publicly, but that has the actual budget down there at the bottom, which is far beyond the 30,000. I shouldn't say far beyond, but it's about three times the, the initial 30,000. And the guy who runs entertainment to affect change, he says that in his wisdom and in doing this for a while, he said that uh, having a, a more attainable number at the beginning will uh, get people more interested. And in actually, uh, I think I talked about this at least uh, on, one of the shows. But so this initial, I just, I hope it doesn't come off like, yeah, now that we're doing well, we're going to expand it. It's always been the budget that we have on the loaded for bear doc.com. You can find that, like I said, at the bottom. Um, but this, it's pretty much like we're going to be doing this in thirds. So this initial 30 K once we hit it, uh, that will give us runway for the first quarter that we'll be doing this. And we're, we plan on doing this for three quarters. So uh, I'm going to move on now to do to talk a little bit about a current movie that came out today as I record this. 
And I'm not going to be doing that very often, uh, maybe never on this on this here show. But this one is apt, I believe, because of the nature of the movie and because I just absolutely love it. And any uh, chance I'm going to have to talk about this one, I will. Uh, the name of the movie is Blackberry. And it is about, yes, that device that people uh, were familiar with uh, way back when, the Blackberry device, which was like a phone built in uh, keyboard that uh, one of the very first, uh, if not the first device that you could actually shoot emails and easy texts and, and whatnot uh, on the open market. And then as many of you know, Apple came along with the iPhone and uh, decimated BlackBerry. But there is a groundswell of people who miss their Blackberries and want them back. Anyways, this is uh, a movie that came out today. I saw it a few days ago because I'm special and I, I request screeners and I get them. And I was excited about this one, not because I'm a BlackBerry fan, but because I'm a fan of Matt Johnson, who wrote and directed this one. He also uh, has a role in this one. He, I'm an admirer of Matt Johnson. This is his third movie. He's a younger guy. I call him a kid, but he's not quite a kid anymore. It's been a while, but uh, he made a movie called The Dirties a number of years ago that I absolutely fell in love with. Uh, he followed it up with a movie called Operation Avalanche, which has some great elements, but uh, just didn't quite land for me. However, that said, anything that Matt Johnson makes, I will be first in line uh, or requesting a screener, as was the case here, because I'm very special and I get to uh, watch screeners. If that point hasn't been made, I, I would like you to hear that again. I, I get screeners and, and watch them at home now because I'm a big time movie critic. Oh, geez. But uh, I watched this movie, Blackberry, and it is also starring one Glenn Howerton. And uh, this movie is based on actual characters. Uh, I was talking about in the film vault, but you know we're starting to see movies uh, about products. Uh, Tetris came out just like a month or so ago, which is the, the video game, obviously. And there, you know there's some stories behind some of these products, uh, but they're almost like biopics, biopics for actual products or the social network was obviously all about Facebook. But a lot of it, especially this BlackBerry, which I highly recommend. It was so much fun. It was just so well constructed. There's so little fat on this movie. One scene to the next. Each scene is like better than the last one. The reason why I bring it to this program to uh, let's make this movie is it reminded me, and it's not often that I say this, that while watching this movie, it, it there's a lot of parallels and things that I was picking up on that are similar in tone to what I'm trying to do with the narrative loaded for bear, which uh, this documentary is going to be partially about. So if you have a chance to watch Blackberry, which I do recommend starring Jay Baruchel, Matt Johnson, and Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he's playing a version of Dennis, which absolutely works. Uh, God, I love this movie. <laughs> it's just so much fun. But a lot of uh, culture, um, office, office cultures in this movie, uh, a, a lot of you know very defined antagonists and protagonists and uh, office culture fascinates me as little uh, exposure as I've had. I have worked in a number of offices uh, and some of them were, you know, pretty high stakes offices. And, you know, it's not for me. I don't have that kind of makeup, but that's one of the reasons why it fascinates me. And that's um, at least the inciting incident for Loaded for Bear comes from office culture and cubicles and computers. Also, another reason why I'm keen into this movie in particular is because uh, Loaded for Bear, the dream is that the narrative the scripted movie will be a period piece in the sense that I want it to take place in the mid nineties. I might have to abandon that. And I do have an alternate version written that not that many tweaks, but there are changes to bring it to modern day, which it can work in either form. But I have a dream of making this take place in the mid nineties for a myriad of reasons, which I won't go into right now. But the, the idea of making a period piece really, really uh, excites me. Uh, however, that does add to the budget once we get there. So these are things that will be brought up and have been brought up in the produ uh, producers meetings. For those of you who are uh, 
part of that producer meeting last week. Uh, welcome, and I, I, I'm sure I'll be seeing more of your faces and or, and, and, or at least your names on the screen for our, our weekly Zoom meetings. We did not have one today because two of my producers were traveling. We all have day jobs, or I have a night job, but uh, so we're, we do it about th- we average around three three times uh, a month uh, those those meetings for those of you who will be a part of those, and that's everyone at the 500 and above level. So um, here's what. I'm going to finish this episode off with, uh, next week I can tell you that I'm going to be talking about the different types of documentaries and the type of documentary I'm hoping loaded for bear. The documentary will be, uh, but it's one of those things where you don't, you're not really sure you're going with an aim and it might have to alter, uh, who knows, but, uh, I'll be talking about various types of documentaries and giving you examples and whatnot, uh, next week. This week, I'm going to have my first guest, and I plan on having uh, many guests. I know I'm going to have Nick on from Entertainment to Effect Change, who was a fantastic guy. I can't wait to introduce you guys to him down the road. Um, That came up when I was talking to him earlier this week about this project. Uh, So I'll be having him on. I might even have my buddy Brian Bishop on because... uh, he too fancies himself a documentarian. So I'll talk about some, I'm going to have guests on. It's going to be fun. However, my first guest is, uh, you'll probably, you, you might have heard of him, uh, through me anyways. And he is my partner over at born to act players weekly. Uh, he loves it as much, if not more than I do. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the program now, Atticus Cowan. All right. So welcome to the program, Addy. Uh, how are you today? Good. Yeah. So I've talked to the people quite a bit about Born to Act players and Mary and all the friends that we have over there and what we do. I, I would like you to back me up on on this. You've been going to Born to Act players now and acting and playing with all of our friends for a third of your life. You know that? How old are you now? About six years old, almost seven. No, that's not true. You won't be seven till October. But uh, you're six, and you started going there with me when you were four. So that's. A third of your life you've been hanging out and doing this on a regular basis. So more of your life has been spent acting with our friends than percentage of my life, which is fascinating to at least me as a mathematician. But talk about what goes on there and what your favorite things are about Mary in her class. Um, it's probably... Um, and this won't be a weekly thing, guys. This is a... Uh, a very early on thing. I just wanted, I just want to have some confirmation about uh, the class just in case you guys didn't trust me. All right, go ahead. It's probably, um, it's probably my favorite part of the class. The, the class is the favorite part of your class? No, um, it's the, it is improv. So the improv part is your favorite part because it's a two hour class that we go to. And the first hour is a lot of exercises. Sometimes we do the dating game, which you have not yet been a part of. Usually you're a little shy at first, right? And you sit there. But then what happens once the class is halfway through and it's time to break off into teams? What do you do? I um, We go in a circle. And we all say f- stuff. And I'm one of the nicest one that says stuff. Well, no, that's at the very end when we do one word. So at the very end of class, and all this will be documented because one of the things that I'm definitely going to to lay out in the documentary is the full class, the regiment that Mary has put together uh, that will be ongoing and we're going to show the actual rhythm and the beats of the class because it is very impressive, the fact that there's like no breaks. It's just she knows exactly what's going on, what we're going to dovetail into from one thing to the next. It's almost like a, like a play in, in the sense that there's scenes and whatnot. But the very end, we do something called, no, 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 
no remotes for you. We do something called one word where we're supposed to give one word uh, that sums up the class. And uh, very, very few people, including myself, actually adhere to this one word. Most, some people will, will go on soliloquies and uh, it'll be a minute and a half before they're done. Atticus, sit down, is uh, one of the people that does not adhere to the one word rule. And what are some of the things that you say at the very end of class um, to the entire class? Usually um, it's the same kind of thing because he's kind of a suck up, but uh, Mary absolutely loves it. So go ahead. What is it? I love this class and I love all of you guys. He says things like, I love this class. I love all of you guys and I never want to leave. And then Mary like goes, oh my gosh, you're so sweet. You're welcome anytime. And I say, Atticus, he, he, he does love Mary. He brings her flowers and stuff. It's very sweet. But tell the people about the improv and the kinds of things that go on and how that works. Okay, so it's really about the whole class. It's really the whole thing is about mm. is like learning how to act and like how people think, but but then like how like like but then like things that are happening but they're actually not. Mm. So you can like make movies and stuff like you pretend a lot of pretending, yeah, yeah. And then Atticus was in my group. So there's about six groups, and uh, usually I lead one of groups on my own, and I'll have like five to six born act players, and. Um, that lasted, he was on in, in part of my group for the first, I don't know, eight times. And then he decided he wanted to go and be with one of the other assistants who he likes very much. So now he just ditches me and he can't wait to ditch me. And he goes and he's part of somebody else's acting troupe. And it's Brock's. Yeah, Brock. Brock, who is a very, very talented, just, he's just one of these beautiful human beings who will be a big part of this documentary too. I can't wait for you guys. For those of you who have seen the, um, the pitch deck or loaded for bear doc, Dot com. Uh, he's the guy that's being embraced the top left-hand corner. That's Brock right there. He is amazing. Love that guy. And he's a very good singer. He's a good singer. He's a good actor. A and Atticus has taken a shine to him. So he ditches his own father to hang out with Brock now. It's, it's heartbreaking. I don't know why you're so happy about that. So it's called First Line, Last Line. And uh, somebody comes up with a first line. They just take a, uh, an idea from the crowd, whoever like has a good first line. Sometimes it's like, what the? That'll be the first line, and that kicks it off. And then there's a last line, which will end the sketch, the live improv. And usually it's left to, it is always left to one of the assistants to actually decide when it's over, it should be shut down. And then that's when we say the last line, which was like, you drive me nuts, or something like that, right? So anyhow. That's, I was hoping that you could kind of shed some light on it. Is it a really, really fun class? Do you have a good time? I'm not leading you here. I'm just asking. It, like, This is for you, Mary. Yes. I don't think Mary's going to see this, so stop sucking up to Mary. Mary is a good person to suck up to because she is so sweet and so nice. She's just the type of person you want to be nice to because like, she just doesn't have a mean bone in her body. But she can be tough, right? She can be like a little tough love if somebody's not being a good actor or paying attention. She she knows she doesn't get like snippy with them, but she'll... Oh, I'm excited to show you guys just how well this class is run. So uh, what is some final words that you want to say about acting class? Like, of all the things that you do each week... Because I've told this to people, and I, I don't want them to think I'm lying, and I feel like you're probably not going to tell me what I'm hoping to hear, but it is the truth, what I have already told people. Of all the things you do each week, what is your favorite thing most weeks that we do? My favorite thing mm -hmm. actually is yeah. Shakespeare. What? <laughs> You've only done Shakespeare one time. I did not see that coming. Yeah, okay. she she has us get up in a row sometimes, and then After she'll she'll recite Shakespeare, and then we have to say it line by line, and like you use inflection and whatnot. And she actually got Atticus up there doing. No, I mean like of 
of hockey, karate, school, acting, weekend treasure hunting, weekend stuff? Like, what is your favorite thing to, we, that we do each week? Acting is real, but hockey. Lately, the last few weeks, it has been hockey. But for the longest time, you said acting. But he's really turning a corner on, on hockey. See, you're going to make me look like a liar here, buddy. I think it's acting most weeks. I do. And if I don't have ho- hockey, it's actually acting. <laughs> so... So for the weeks you don't have hockey, it's acting that's your favorite. He does love the acting. Okay, so thank you very much. Next week we'll be a little more informative. I'll have different types of documentaries, tell you, like I said, which one this one uh, we're shooting for. And until next week, thank you for following along. It's going to be a fun one. I'm very excited. Bye-bye. Say bye, Eddie. See ya. Okay. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Cheers!